This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, here's the thing. Dicks don't always work the way we want them to. That may be because we're nervous or in our heads or, you, you know, you're not a teenager anymore and the sight of half a nipple doesn't make you immediately jizz your pants the way it used to. That's not a bad thing. And it's okay to seek a little enhancement. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. Now, does it work? Do you think you might need it? Are you nervous about how it might feel? Totally fair. I say consult with a medical professional, try it in moderation or on occasion for a little while, and see if it's something you might just want to have around on occasion. I think you're going to love it. And it might be the case that even just having it on hand gives you that extra little boost of confidence you need. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code GOP at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code GOP to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Laura. I'm Rachel. And we love porn. This is our porn review podcast. We talk about what we love and roast what we hate. Helping you find hot, ethical, just plain better porn for your spank bank. And we're looking at everything. Today we're joined by a very special guest. Welcome to Drew Gerza. Yay, Drew Gerza. He is an award-winning disability awareness consultant and the chief disability officer and co-founder of Handy, a sex tech company for and by disabled people. Drew has guested on a number of podcasts, including Dan Savage's Savage Love and Carmen Esposito's Query. He has spoken all over the world on sex, disability, and what it means to be a queer cripple. He is also the host of Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on disability stories, which was nominated for a Canadian Podcast Award, a Queerty Award, and was chosen as an honoree at the 2020 Webby Awards. Drew is also the creator of the viral hashtag, Disabled People Are Hot. Welcome, Drew. Yes, they are. They are awesome to have you. (laughs) It's such a pleasure to be here. It's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in Canada right now? Is that true? I'm in Toronto, Canada. That's right. Oh. Yeah. I've been to Toronto maybe for like a total of a weekend, but I'm going to say with great authority that it's an awesome city. I think it's, Toronto's I mean, really cool. I mean, right now it's a very <laughs> ghosty city. Not much yeah. is happening here right now, but it's, right. it's, a, it's a good town. It's a good town. Is there yeah. snow there? What's happening outside? Yeah, today there's not snow, but it's like... <laughs> and now Drew with the weather. <laughs> it's, like my, it's like minus 11 Celsius right now. It's, it's, oh, wow. Okay. Couldn't tell you what that is in Fahrenheit. So it's Beach weather. really cold. <laughs> but you guys are in New York, right? New York? I'm in New York. And I'm and... in Colorado, wild twist. <laughs> yeah. So it's also wild cold guard. here, but uh, yeah. usually I'm in LA. But right now I'm home with fam. And now Jealous. all the fans know where to find me as right. if people yeah. are trying to come get me. 
But as we've learned, time and place doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time it's is all a construct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a construct. Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about your podcast, Disability After Dark. Yeah, my podcast, Disability After Dark, is now four and a half years old. I started it originally as a sex and disability podcast, mm-hmm. talking solely about sex and disability every week. Because mm-hmm. I noticed that I've been working in this industry now as a freelance, like disability consultant in sex, disability, and queerness for almost 10 years now. Oh, wow. And I realized about four years ago, I was like, there's no podcast specifically dedicated to sex and disability. And I was like, well, I was already doing that. I was writing stuff for HuffPost, for like Out.com, for all these Mm -hmm. big outlets. And I was like, what if I just turned that into like a spoken word, 30 to 40 minute conversation with an audience? What do I just do? What do I just try? (laughs) I put it out there to just try and I figured, I thought, oh, it's going to, no one will listen to this. It'll go maybe five episodes and then die. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, somehow it's kept going over, over, you know, 229 episodes now. Wow. Oh my um, gosh. Congratulations. Thank you. It's, uh, I'm really, really proud of it. It's expanded now. It's mm-hmm. not just sex anymore. Cause I was like, there's so much more to disability that I want to explore. Right. And I don't want to make five different podcasts to like, yeah. Talk about yeah, all the things that I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just call it a, a, a story podcast yeah. and bring people on to kind of chat about that. But I've had, you know, I've had porn stars on the show. I've had yeah. escorts. I've had people that I've fucked on the show. Like I've had, yeah. I've had Ooh. everybody on the show. Like it's been a really interesting show because it gets people to think about disability mm-hmm. and sexuality in a different way. And it gives, Disable right. people a space to talk about their experiences, but also non-disabled people a space to go, oh, I never considered that before. And I'm curious. I want to learn more. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, we have a lot of we had a lot of listeners uh, recommend you um, as a guest for our show. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. That's so nice. I know. Yeah. Your fans and we are were like, for you. Absolutely. And that's why we reached out. Yeah. That's wild yes. to have people that you fucked on your show. That's a territory that Rachel and I have not broached. <laughs> we haven't done it yet. No. We have not yet been like, ah, personal experiences. Come on. And right. like, talk I can, about it. I can barely get a text back. I'm not going to get someone to guess on <laughs> your show, you know? Good well, I mean, I've been, I've been lucky in that the, the, yeah. the sex workers that I work with to have my needs met. Nice. Um, you know, the, we're friends too. So I said, listen, right. I, I, I want you to come on the show and talk about kind of what it was like being your first time with a wheelchair user or your mm-hmm. first time with me and talk yeah. about some of the stuff you may have been afraid of because right. people tend to be really scared to engage sexually with disabled people. And so I was mm-hmm. like, well, yeah. if you come on, you're a hot porn star that all these gay men like to watch. So <laughs> if, you, if you come on and say, yeah, I fucked Drew Gerza, it was yeah. great. Here's why you think, <laughs> like, you know, if you, if you yeah. talk about how like, okay, it was. Right. then maybe the communities will be less afraid to engage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. See, this is brilliant. Also, just like having someone on to like provide an endorsement <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for yeah. yourself personally. Right. I respect it. I, I fucked respect him. The he was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about your journey into sex positivity and when you're like how you found your way into the sex space in particular? Mm. Um, I was queer. I... <laughs> I was in a wheelchair and I wanted to get my dick sucked and I was like, no one is, 
no one is helping me with that. So <laughs> what if I talk about it more? Maybe somebody will want to sleep with me. And like, but that wasn't the only reason, obviously. But like, like, <laughs> right, right. like it was a big driving force. It's like, I want to be included here. And I found yeah. being in the gay community as a disabled person who very visibly disabled too, mm. um, people didn't give me a second look because of my disability. They thought all these things about me that weren't true or these mm-hmm. misconceptions yeah. about being disabled. Mm. And I was like, well, I have this platform and I have all these things I want to say. So why don't I just, and I started emailing HuffPost and Out.com and all these queer magazines saying, can I share my story with you? Yeah. Um, And they would say, oh, we've never had anybody want to do that before. So I I was able to get my foot in the door and do some blogging and do some like light, you know, the first article I ever wrote, I think was like the five reasons why having sex with a disabled person is the best sex you've ever had or something. (laughs) Yeah. Really like clickbaity at first, but it was mm-hmm. a way to get in the door and people to notice that like w- you we can have these discussions. And then the more and more I started doing it, I realized that like oh, there's a whole community here of people that 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 need this kind of conversation. Totally. Yeah. What do you, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions people have about having sex with someone who's has a disability? I mean, the biggest one is that we are non-sexual or we are because we are disabled we are inherently asexual right now there are people who with disabilities who are totally asexual Mm. who who you know who that is their identity that's how they identify and and they're not into sex that's fine but to assume that because we're disabled we can't have sex yeah that's just ableism on it like that's just like on a massive scale Yeah. yeah and then i mean the next biggest one is that my my genitals don't work because I'm disabled, which I feel is also really super ableist because yes. even if I couldn't get an erection and I couldn't get hard and I didn't want to get hard, like that doesn't mean I'm not enjoying what's happening. And Exactly. To place everything on this one body part is really unfair. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about that a lot in, in porn, too, you know, it's like p- placing uh, all of the importance just on like... um a, an end product. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or specific yeah. standards, like mm-hmm. very specific um, standards of what sex is and what sex looks like. You know, we talk about what this, like what sex acts actually are and how limiting it is to be like, it's exactly this kind of penetration. Yeah. It results in this. It, it prioritizes the pleasure of one very specific demographic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> it is just penetration and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Nothing yeah. else. Yeah. And it's all like, it's all about the money shot, which we all right. know is not true. Right. It's the whole experience that you should exactly. be enjoying. Yeah, exactly. it's kissing, it's exactly. intimacy, it's everything else. Yeah. I want to know what's on that list for you, like clickbait, uh, <laughs> clickbaity list of like reasons why disability sex is going to be the best sex you ever had. And I have guesses, but if you want to toss out a couple, I mean, you know, I, I literally wrote this like ten years ago, so I have no idea what I said back then. But like, <laughs> but like, I'm sure it was like. Something like, you know, the positions are different and mm-hmm. that's why they're awesome. Something right. like communication is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Something like, you know, my, I, I'm sure it's something like my dick does work. Um, <laughs> and here's why I'm great. Because that was 10, ten years yeah. ago. Like now my, now my views have changed a bit where I would never say like, my dick works and it's the best. Like <laughs> now it would be something like my body is really hot because of disability and here's why. Yeah. Like, so it's, it was giving people a glimpse of like, this disabled person can still be attractive or yes. is attractive or always was attractive, not still mm-hmm. be. So like right. what, you know, was attractive. So I think, you know, it was a way, and I was speaking to, when I wrote that article, I was speaking mostly to like gay 
non-disabled mm-hmm. man being like, mm-hmm. you can you can fuck me. I'm I'm viable right. for you. Like here yeah. I am. Like I'm available. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably yeah. A lot of that yeah. touches on sort of what I. Uh, was thinking about and expected. By the way, I know you've been on Hannah Witten's podcast and we should shout her out as well because I she was a great resource in our oh, yeah. research for this. And Yeah, she's Hannah Hannah Witten is she's amazing. And I yeah. when I, I was on her show when I was in London before the world fell apart. Right. Uh, <laughs> and she I was a huge fan of her for years and years. And so when I got to do that and like sit across from her at the Airbnb where I was staying and like just mm-hmm. hanging out with Hannah Witt and I was like this is so surreal and weird but you're great yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah she, she had a great video like it yeah yeah uh, a video about like um and uh, uh asking other people who have disabilities like what is the misconceptions that people have and something that I hadn't think thought about was that everyone assumes that you're always in pain I mean you know that, that I mean that's an interesting one because that's not that could be a misconception, but it could also be totally true. And so, like, right, right. Part of what I do in my work, I'm all, as, as you said in my bio, I'm the co founder and chief disability officer of Handy, a sex tech company. So, we just released a book. Mm-hmm. And one of the chapters of our book was, What is Sex Like with Chronic Pain? Right. And so, the, the people that we spoke to, we got 50 people from all over the world to write in their answers to questions like, What is sex like with chronic pain? What is the best? sexiest part of your disability what is like mm-hmm. the best disabled sex you've ever had or the worst disabled sex you've ever had right and so we got them to tell us their story and a whole chapter was on what it's like to fuck with chronic pain right right and so what we learned was that like yeah pain is there for a lot of people but sometimes mm-hmm. not and sometimes having sex alleviates that pain right so i, I think that isn't necessarily it's that that's not necessarily a misconception the way that it's framed is wrong to right. assume that because we're disabled we're always in pain yeah. isn't necessarily true a lot of the time it is like mm-hmm. even for me right now i'm in chronic pain right now but yeah you just deal and move on but like right but, but i think the assumption that i can't fuck you because i'm gonna hurt you yeah that's a problem mm. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 that's like a big misconception yeah. yeah, my biggest takeaway from that video is is was like, oh, it's a, a there's a spectrum within the spectrum, and to assume any one thing mm-hmm. about disability and sex is the mistake because there is such a range of experience and different kinds of limited abilities and different kinds of sexual preferences. The yeah. same way there's like any spectrum of like how I like to be fucked, there's a spectrum of uh, elements of anyone's experience, which seems so right. obvious when you say mm-hmm. it, but. I think what we're getting at is how reductive people can yes. be about like, oh, I, th- I think I have one assumption about what disabled means. Therefore, it applies to all disabled people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also exactly. think there's a really interesting and this is going a little bit back to the points that you put in your clickbait article or maybe didn't mm-hmm. that I think there's a really interesting uh, intersection between queer sex and disabled sex because yeah. We've talked about a ton on the show before. We we rag on straight sex a lot, even though we have a lot of it, because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's there's in heteronormativity, there's such a need to perform what we think is standardized mm-hmm. sex. And when you're rewriting the script and starting with a blank page of like, my sex isn't going to look like conventional sex necessarily. Right. So let's really open up like what's possible. It open up, opens up avenues of, like you said, like creative positions, like com- uh, communication as a 
as at the forefront as opposed to like, oh, I hope I can tell him later that thing he did sucked. You yeah. know, right. like yeah. that it it brings those things forward, which only lead to mm-hmm. better sex, frankly. So right. But I mean, there are, there are other layers to that, too. Those scripts that we have to rewrite, we have to rewrite them. And sometimes we don't want to. Sometimes yeah. we yeah. want to, as for me as a disabled person, sometimes I want to dick down like all the other gay porn stars that I see doing <laughs> out there. Like, I want to do it just like they're doing it. And then having to realize that I can't, there's yeah. grief associated with that. And there's, there's a whole process of like how that feels. And you can't right. really get into it when you're in the middle of a, a scene or when you're in the middle of with somebody yeah. But I think we should talk about how, like, and just generally, we need to talk about how, like, a lot of the times disabled people are forced to rewrite the script. And yeah, it, it yeah. does make the sex better and it's great. But, like, there are definitely moments in my sex life where I'm like, I just want to suck your dick and I don't want to talk about how I'm disabled right now. Yeah. Can, yeah. We, just, yeah. can we just, can I just do this with you and not mm-hmm. think about that I have a disability? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I loved your article in Out about how you hired a sex worker. Um, I thought it was beautiful and, and, oh, thank you. and just like how having someone who's already so comfortable with sex and being like, what do you like? It was the first time that you felt like your needs were, were, were put first. It was. And I mean, since that article, that article is now almost six years old. Wow. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I've, I work predominantly with sex workers now for mm-hmm. my needs to be met. So I have a primary sex worker and I'll shut him out because he's the guy you saw in the video. Okay. Um, oh, great. I was going to ask. Yeah. His name is uh, John Shield, and we've been working together now for uh, almost four years. Um, wow. And he's someone that I that I really, you know, I, I, I respect and admire him because when I asked him to do the video, mm-hmm. like, he, he jumped at it and said, sure, no problem. Like, let's figure it out. And we spent, like, a couple of hours sitting down together and figuring out how my disability would be incorporated into the scene and how, right. like, you know, there's a, there's a scene in the video where you see me get out of my wheelchair and you see me get put in the bed and he mm-hmm. does all that. And, like, we spent ample time talking about the way the wheelchair is going to be framed and why that's important and how do we bring totally. disability into the story and, and still make it sexy. And he he wanted to be a part of that. And so I, you know, to have my very first porn scene be with someone that I already knew and trusted but also understood the value of what I was trying to do by doing that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It shows too. I mean, we'll get it, we'll get to it yeah. after in the second half, but it's clear that, I mean, it's a role play scene, but I'm also yeah. like, but they've done this before, yeah, you know, yeah. like there's, yeah. just, there's there a chemistry a there comfort- and there's and like a, yeah. yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a comfortable exchange there that right. was really cool to see, but we'll get to, we'll right. get to that in a little bit. We'll, we'll right. save that for later for sure. Um, Something also I never really thought about, and like when we were doing research for this episode, um, was like uh, there was this article in the Canadian Medical Association Journal about like how the sexuality of the disabled are is often overlooked, um, mm. and just like how to pleasure yourself, even, and um, that like how to ask for help with from someone like someone who's like taking care of you or things like that to get like um, proper positioning and and that. Um, you know, there's been like guides and things like that and and talks in order to um, basically like support sexual health and intimacy and care facilities. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there has been. But but again, and that I mean, that's an important conversation. But again, like it needs to be mainstream. It needs to be. Yeah. Outside yeah. of just the, the supported housing units. Like I live with 
caregivers. Like they're in the building where I'm am right now. And if I wanted somebody, they'd come up. But I couldn't. I wouldn't feel super comfortable being like, "Hey, could you totally. come up and help me? Like, help me get my like dig out so I can have a <laughs> hot jerk." Like, it just feels really weird. Yeah. So I would never, like, it just feels super uncomfortable because you understand that even though this is your home, yes, this is their workplace. So you don't really want to, like, it's very uncomfortable. So um, that's part of why my sister and I started our sex tech company, Handy, which is mm. because we realized that there wasn't really a sex tech that somebody with a disability could use on their own to get right. off. So we're working on a toy to to do that. So we're really, really excited about that. That's so exciting. Yeah. That's I mean, fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, it's huge. It definitely needs to be talked about more because, you know, the the World Health Organization says sexuality <laughs> is a is a basic need. And pleasure is a human right. That's so right. Why are we talking about it more? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm also curious, Drew, and this is a dicier area. Ooh, uh, hence me being like excited <laughs> to be like talking about it. But mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear your perspective on like care fetishes and devoteeism and if you I don't I like have experience with is the wrong question, but if you have perspective on that or if mm. you have strong opinions about, you know, a lot of times I, I'll this is sorry, there's a little bit of a sidebar, but, you know, when we pick search terms for this show, we typically pick things that like are hot to a range of people. But throwing out disability as a search term is a little bit tricky and potentially problematic to say, like, yeah. get out there and watch porn that fetishizes, fetishizes people. Yes. Um, so I want to talk about that and also invite you to talk about your perspective of the fetish or even preference around this and if you have strong feelings about it. I mean, I think devoteeism on my show, I, I just recently recorded an episode with a guy mm. and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's a devotee. They call mm. themselves devs and she's a devotee and she's she's into people who are disabled and that's what she's attracted to. And I, we spent an hour where she just told me like from the time she was young she was attracted to them and it was the thing she was into. And mm. like, and he also was into the fact that she's into him. And so I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's really I, the way that it was framed to me and the way that I've learned about it through talking to people who have the experience mm-hmm. is that it doesn't have to be this creepy power dynamic struggle thing. It can be, oh, I, I am really into you because you're disabled. Like that's not, that isn't, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be something inherently bad. I think the way we, I think... Even in the disability community, we sometimes villainize people who are devotees because sometimes they will go too far. They'll dehumanize us and they'll, right. they'll take away our agency and they'll make us feel weird. That, that's that's where I draw the line. But if yeah. you mm-hmm. said to me, Andrew, I think you you being disabled is fucking hot and I want to like, let's go <laughs> because of that. Like, what a, who am I? Who am I to say that's the problem? <laughs> right. Also, like. Who are you to turn my... down a blowjob? Yeah, I'm just trying to get dick sucked, you know? I mean, just want to get my dick sucked by a nice consenting person. Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, you know, I, and I'll fetishize myself. Like, I'm sure you did your research on I me. Mean, you've seen that I'm, yeah. that I, that in what I do, I'll call myself a bear in a chair or like, you know, right. mm-hmm. I will totally fetishize myself. I have a shirt that I'm not wearing today, but I have a shirt that I just made that says, want to touch my joystick like it's I, <laughs> I'm, I'm very aware of the, yeah. the the possible comedy and and mm-hmm. using it to play to play with people and right. also when i'm with when i'm with people sometimes in bed i'll say like call me a dirty cripple like i don't it doesn't it doesn't bother me if you're not dehumanizing me if right. you mm-hmm. 
take it to a place where I then am unsafe or you want to make it harder mm-hmm. for me to move around or harder for me to be to have oh, all God. the things that I need, then it's a problem. But if we're just playing yeah. and I've given you permission to do that, why not? And so I think I think there's a line. I think the, it, the line has to be drawn somewhere. Mm-hmm. And for each person, the line is different. What feels comfortable for me might not be for someone else. And that's totally fine. But I think, again, that warrants a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's about that that consent and that agency, right. as you yeah, said. exactly. And not about someone preventing your access or preventing your agency as part mm-hmm. of their fetish. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I remember at one point in college, I was with a guy and we hooked up. We were going to hook up and we went back to his, my place. Yeah, my place. Mm-hmm. My place. And he was really into my chair for like five minutes. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm over here with my heart on and you're like writhing on my chair. What's up? I'm very confused. Yeah. And so like that was, that kind of weirded me out. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm happy for you, but I, I'm not, I'm not involved in this. So what's going on? Can I be a part of it? Or Yeah. Like what's, but, but I mean, yeah. I think, I think the, the devotees that I've spoken to and the people that, that are part of that community, I don't, I've never seen anyone be malicious right. or mm. be, problematic they just said it's what i'm attracted to and i want space for that but they're afraid to come out because the disability community has been like oh no you're going to just fetishize me which i don't think is entirely fair or true right Mm. right yeah it's a relatively new concept and therefore extra complicated again shouting out hannah witten i part of what brought that question for me was a round table she hosted with different folks with different disabilities and and even within that conversation there being some different disagreement around devoteeism and someone very articulately said that someone she had spoken to who's a devotee compared it to being gay in the 50s and being like, this is this is my preference. Like, this mm. is a, a whole life-ass thing. It's not just a fetish necessarily um, and that being kind of eye-opening for her. So also eye-opening for me and yeah. an interesting, yeah. um, you know, a way to challenge our thought processes and, and be open to possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Cool. I I wasn't even familiar with concept until just now. It's, oh, yeah. I guess oh. we should define it for yeah. our, our listeners, too. Yeah. But it's specifically sexual arousal around disability. So care fetishism is a little different because it does, I think, have more to do with that power dynamic and with the caretaking be a part of it. But devoteeism, I believe, and feel free to expand on this, true or correct me if I'm way off base, yeah. is specifically about the sexual attraction and the sexual arousal uh, related yeah. to disability. Yeah, as far as I know. But and from what I've learned from talking to other to the devotees, it's just attraction. They're just attracted to. Like mm-hmm. I said, the girl that I spoke to the other day that'll be on the show in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, w- said when she was young, she saw disabled people and she was just viscerally attracted to them, which like why should we be shunning that? We should be right. we we should be accepting that because so many of us with disabilities want to be accepted and yeah. aren't. Mm, so, like, yeah. again, as long, for me personally, as long as you're not taking away my agency yeah. and you're not taking away my ability to say no or stop, then, I, you know, and as long as we've agreed on certain terms that are comfortable yeah. with mm-hmm. each other and what's being done, mm-hmm. again, with consent to communication, I think, I think liking the fact that somebody is disabled is not a bad thing and, and mm-hmm. shouldn't be villainized. Mm. Yeah, well put. it's a it's a thin line, I feel like, with all with all fetishes. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. It has to do with awareness and again, agency mm-hmm. and consent. So right. And what it comes just down to have to. a fucking conversation about like what, you know, communication. If somebody said to me, hey, Andrew, I think your disability is hot, but I want to I want to 
restrict your movements during our sex, I'd be like, nah, okay, that yeah. feels weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if right. somebody said, I want to choke on your big disabled daddy dick and hold, <laughs> like, hold you down for a minute, like that's, it's different. So then I, you're I, like, I, sign me up. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, but you know, it, it, it's a conversation. It's a discussion. And I don't think, I don't think that either side, disabled or non-disabled, are having enough because yeah. we don't talk about disability enough. So no one is getting into the the middle ground of that and saying, what do you like? What do you want? What feels okay with you? Right. And so really, we just need to open up the lines of communication around yeah. sex and disability, like to blow them wide open yeah. and just to have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. true. Have that conversation. We've said it before. We'll say it again. Yes. Pretty simple, but <laughs> bear is repeating. Right. Should we take a break? Yep. Let's take a break. Cool. Hey, folks, it's time to thank our lovely sponsors. I know, I know, ads on a podcast. How dare we? What are we living under capitalism? Listen, sponsorship helps make the show possible. And full disclosure, this show is a far cry from a cash grab. It's hard to find advertisers that aren't scared of porn. So if you do hear us talk about something you might like or that genuinely might be of use to you, definitely snag that discount code because it keeps those sponsors working with us. And that makes it possible for us to compensate ourselves for all the time and love we pour into this show. Worth mentioning that we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash girls on porn, if you want another way to express your support. Great news for anyone who is looking to find a little extra free time and who, like me, might be feeling wildly overwhelmed by life right now. Would it be nice to skip the meal planning, grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and cleaning up and get factors Fresh, never-frozen meals delivered to your door. They're ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved for nutritional value. Plus, Factor has their Protein Plus and Keto options for anyone who wants those kinds of diet-specific options. And if you're like me, you probably think about the environmental implications of having food delivered. With Factor, you can rest assured that you're making a more sustainable choice. Factor offsets 100% of their delivery emissions and uses 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during chaotic times. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Hold on, get ready for it. We've got that big fat discount coming for you. Head to factormeals.com slash GOP50 and use code GOP50 to get 50% off. That's code GOP50 at factormeals.com slash GOP50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back. 
we're back and we're going to talk about the porn that Drew's in. Hey, <laughs> we're talking about yeah. the porn with the porn star. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> um, this vid is on Himeros.tv. Um, it stars Drew Gerza and what's the other performer's name? John Shield. John, John Shield. Shield. Okay, cool. Yes. All right, great. Yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to say that it was so like flawless and comfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. Like I was never like concerned for your safety or like it didn't feel it just felt like a perfectly like choreographed dance, the whole <laughs> thing. You know, putting it like it was it just was it wasn't even discussed like it was just like this person was so used to like moving you around and you were comfortable with it. And um, so as a viewer, I felt safe, (laughs) which um, I'm always appreciative of. Good. Good. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And this is also this is like a tribute homage to another video, right? Called Role Play Part Three, We're Brothers. Yeah, that's right. Oh, um, well, okay. Well, so basically the 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 brief came into me from himrose.tv and they said, look, we want to do, it's our two year anniversary of being a site. Yeah. We mm-hmm. want to take amateur people and have them recreate scenes for our two year anniversary. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So John and I sat down and had to look at a scene that would make the most sense for my body and figure mm. out, because a lot of the scenes were really acrobatic and really super, like, yeah, super, like, inaccessible to me. Sure. So we had to find a scene that worked. Yeah. And he he was like, well, what about this? And so we watched the scene together and figured out, like, how do we incorporate my body into this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, I mean, that's kind of why we chose Brothers. Yeah. Not because, like, either of us are into incest like, role <laughs> yeah. play or anything. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. I mean... But I did like I did like how we incorporated the disability in there right from the jump. Like he comes mm-hmm. in and says, "Oh, mom can't put you to bed tonight because mm-hmm. nah, nah, nah. so I'll do it." Like I liked how the disability was immediately part of the scene from the right. it starts to the end. Yeah, um, but it wasn't. It the was focus, you know. Yeah, it just was it, fact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it just was. Yeah. It was also fun to watch the video cold without having the knowledge that it was a recreation. I did I was that. also, yeah. I was like, okay, wait, he just said mom and dad in a way yeah, that implies yeah. they have the same one. <laughs> yeah, I was and like, like oh. he's really taking, you know, and there was also a moment that was sort of funny for me to be like, he'd be like, can you show me the ropes? And I'm like, I feel like these people have fucked before. Like yeah. I could be wrong, but I yeah, feel we like definitely... there's no ropes here. Like we, just, we both know the ropes. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, we definitely, we definitely like, I don't think I said this before. Like John and I have been working together for yeah. like four plus years. We right, know yeah. each other really well. Like, so, so when I asked him, he was the first person I thought of when I was approached. Yeah. To do the scene. And I said, mm-hmm. like, I trust you the most. You're something mm-hmm. that I really, you know, my disabled experience a little bit. You know what my needs are. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. we can do a 20 minute scene in a couple of hours and have a good time. And like, it'll be, I'll feel safe yeah. with you. And that's what, that's how I pitched it. I was like, yeah. Like, you know, let's do this together. This could be, and I said to him, this will be really important for gay porn. We don't often see this. And I want, like, I'd love for you to be a part of this with me. And so, then we just did it. And the, actually, the room you see us in is my bedroom. Amazing. Like, that's nice. my house where I am right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> cool. so like, it was really cool to do like a porn scene in my house, in my bedroom with all my stuff. Like mm-hmm. the lift you see me in when he gets me into my chair is what I use every day. Like yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it was really cool to turn those things right. that are so desexualized and not ever considered in a sexual realm because why would they be? Yeah. Turn them into something that's hot. Yeah. yeah, and it was hot. Like him using the lift 
to like mm-hmm. kind of hold on to and like like grind on you. I was like, this is really hot. You know? I was gonna say yeah. the exact same yeah. thing when he's like hanging off the lift and like sitting on your face. I was like, this is. This is fucking hot. It's super like, sexy. A really like brilliant incorporation yeah. of that stuff. Like, yeah, that's like, also why I was like, we've done this before. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> like, our, our running joke is sex worker and client and and as friends, and we haven't seen each other in almost a year now. Yeah, over a year now because of the pandemic. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, we talk pretty frequently over yeah. text because of the pandemic. So like, like. He'll, I'll say to him, oh, I can't wait to see you again. Like, when we're allowed to fuck, like, it'll be great. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just want to come over because of the lift. I don't actually want to come over for you. I want to, like, <laughs> come by just for your lift. So, like, we have a really good humor yeah. about it. And it's fun. Like, I love playing with that stuff. And to see mm-hmm. to see the scenes that really stick out for me are when we start making out with me in my wheelchair. Because yes. you never see that. And I, th- mm-hmm. like, yeah. I think that's really iconic. And then... The scenes yeah. where I'm moving from my chair to the bed. Mm-hmm. Again, you never see that. Right. And we, I said to him, I want to keep that in. I want to see that as part of the scene. Yes. Because then it's like the video serves as a great porn, but also like, how do you fuck it? This is a how to, how to fuck a disabled like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. How to fuck a disabled person. It really does work that way. Right. And so I'm, those two scenes in particular, I'm really, really proud of. Yeah. Yeah. It answers a lot of questions I think that people might have being like, how does that happen? You know, like it, it you just it takes a little bit more creativity, but it, people are you getting it, it done. You know, yeah. like, you and you made, and you made it yeah. hot. And yeah. that kind of visibility and like destigmatization is so right. important. And it's it's fucking awesome to me that you right. guys did that and did it in a way that like I as an ignorant viewer, I'm like turned on by, you right, know, totally. Like, well, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like it had like some like really nice like BDSM quality to it, like where mm-hmm. like the face sitting and like the face writing and him like um, changing the level of your bed to like get your face like further into his ass. Like I just yeah. I loved it. I, I mm-hmm. was like, great. I, mean, was... And I mean, what I loved about that, too, I think also from a disability standpoint was. That's accessibility. All of that is all of that stuff. While mm-hmm. it was hot and while it was like totally part of the scene, yeah. Like the him raising the bed so I could eat him out better was literally <laughs> yeah. an access need. Yeah. And then yeah. one of the most successful sex acts for me is eating someone out because yeah, I don't have to do anything. You just have to put your ass in my face and I'll figure it out. Right. But, <laughs> so like we really had to talk about what is accessible and how will this work and like yeah he had to do a lot of the moving right around of his body to incorporate to like get in those positions and i have like one sex position in the whole movie which is like dead turtle can't move but but, (laughs) 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 but like i i love that though like yeah and who doesn't want to like flip around to sit on someone's face yeah like that's not a big ask (laughs) yeah i mean like honestly as someone who's like tied up partners before and like sat on their face or like rode them or whatever i'm like that watching it is hot like i was like that's Mm -hmm. i i I enjoy doing that so like it makes sense yeah and rachel brought up a cool point that like the incorporation of the equipment and the bed and like the position like all of that feels like BDSM vernacular, like yes. having the equipment in place is, uh-huh. is like adjacent to like different other kinds of tools or sex toys or right. incorporating different kinds of play. or things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Totally, totally. And I mean, yeah. I, and we, I mean, we just before our lockdown in Toronto, like in September, he came by for to do a photo shoot with us. Yeah. Where like with me and where I'm wearing a harness and like, I, like, and all the stuff and where I'm like, he's biting on my nipples and yeah. where like, you know, so we have a very, 
playful relationship with him because I trust him. Right. If he said, I want to try this BDSM thing on you, I'd be like, all right, sure, are you? There's a real trust there. And so right. when we did this, like you you both said how natural it was. It really was. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't scared. I wasn't like, oh my God, people are going to see this. Right. I was like, I'm fucking my friend and it happens to be on camera. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And it just yeah. was, yeah, it just felt so comfortable and like, it not not that it felt choreographed, but it just felt um, just, yeah, safe, you know. And yeah. It felt like an organic exchange. Yes. You know, right. Yeah. I, the, the, yeah. the thing I hate most about porn is like a, like a performative aspect. And there was none of that to this. It felt like genuine pleasure, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, like a real experience. Um, yeah. And it, it was like, you know, because he's a sex worker and also does porn. Right. When I first got to know him, he would come on and perform. And I would say, I'd stop him in the middle of our sessions and be like, I know that you're trying to be this yeah. character you've created, but if we're yeah. going to do this, like just be yourself. And so yeah. we've gotten to a great place with each other. where like, we're comfortable with each other. We're literally friends. Like b- right. before we have our sex working sessions, he'll, we'll have a coffee or go talk about our day or he'll have, mm. you know, we'll do mm-hmm. that kind of stuff together and be really comfortable. So that by the time we fuck, there's no like, you don't have to perform it. I've been with other workers who yeah. want to put on that persona and it doesn't translate super well for me and doesn't make me enjoy myself. But this, this was like, I really trust him enough to just enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. And like, he, he knows what he's, he knows that he's here to, to do this with me. And he knows that I'm disabled and it doesn't bother him and he's not freaking out. And none mm-hmm. of them scares him. And like, there's a real, there's a real calmness in, able, in being able to do that with somebody that I, that I, really trust and because sometimes you don't get that with him I do yeah mm. it's great I loved it I was I was very turned on watching it so yeah. awesome and you also yeah. came gloriously <laughs> I mean this is what people keep <laughs> this is what people don't seem to realize yeah you know, people, people always make the assumption your dick doesn't work I'm like, yeah. well, just watch watch the last like five minutes of the porn and then tell yeah. me it doesn't like <laughs> tell my dick right <laughs> yeah come on yeah yeah <laughs> It's also a great uh, reminder that like sex acts can vary. And like, mm-hmm. I love mutual masturbation. I oh love my God, yeah. masturbating for partners or watching partners masturbate for or with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I like that we got to see that incorporated in a porn. Right. I, I think it's cool. Yeah. I think masturbation yeah. is cool. I think, so I, mean, too. I, I think it's really, I think it's that scene, that part of the scene in particular was really great because like that is most of what, like what you saw on film. Yeah. We were play acting a little bit for the camera for a little bit there, but mo- yeah. like, that's literally what our sessions will look like. That right. is literally what we do. And so yeah. there was a complete comfort level of like, if had he said, I want to try this, I, want to, I would have said, sure, because I trust him. So mm-hmm. to be able to put that on camera and then the reactions from people like that we got when the video first came out, people saying, oh, I've never seen this before. Oh, turn me on. Like, this is going to, mm-hmm. this is going to revolutionize game porn because here's a disabled guy like, eating ass for an hour, like, it's hot. <laughs> like, you know, people were really excited by that because it proved to them all the misconceptions that we said earlier about sex are not necessarily true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it can still be hot. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there was such an obvious intimacy, especially like as the film came to a close, yeah. you know, like even um, as he was masturbating himself, I just feel like your body language and the way that you two were like, engaged and sort of curled up with each other laying next to each other yeah yeah it was that comfort and that like vulnerable closeness between you that made it that added to that heat and added to that 
believability and that like sexiness about it. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. I mean, it was, again, it was something that I'm so proud of. And if we ever get the chance to see humans again, yes. it's, <laughs> it's something that I want to do again. Yes, keep making yeah. it. Keep making like, content. We need to see it. It's just an, an important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, keep us posted if you do, because we'll keep sharing it with our listeners. And I'm sure there's plenty that are hungry for that content. So yeah. Amazing. And a different time. Should we talk about Go Ask Alice? Alex. Yes. Alex. Alex, Yeah. Sorry. I I keep saying the book because, or the book and the song um, for obvious reasons. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) Go Ask Alex. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video is called College Dropouts Start and OnlyFans, even though I wrote and instead of <laughs> and in my notes. Uh, it's also stars Gracie Hayes, mm-hmm. I believe, is her friend. Right, right, right. Um, and Drew, you said that you know Alex? Yeah, she, I'm pretty sure they're pronouns are she, right? Yeah. She? I, I'm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think um, so, yeah. I think so. She was on my podcast, episode 199, and we talked about. Her disabilities and her being a content creator and all that stuff. Right. Nice. Amazing. Very nice. Yeah. I I remember watching her on Hannah Witten's, um, one of her YouTube videos, and she talks about how she was, she was like, I was a sex worker before I had a disability Mm. and I wasn't going to let it stop me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which I loved. Um, So a little synopsis there. Two of them are sitting out. They have like a Zoom class together. Um, which I was like, is this COVID friendly if you guys are together? <laughs> I'm assuming you both were recently tested. Um, uh, and it's, you know, they're like complaining about it because they're like, we're never even going to be in class anymore. Like, what's the point? Like, why are we, why did we even enroll in school? Like, this is just so pointless. Like, have you heard about OnlyFans? That'd be a fun way to get rich. And, um, spoiler alert, they decide to make some content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bold, I'll say. We found this video on many vids, and yes. it is bold of them to reference yes. OnlyFans on a competitor's website. Yeah, now. right. <laughs> I loved uh, it. <laughs> yeah, but I also get it because, like, starting yeah. an OnlyFans, like, they're obviously leaning into the cachet of like the the zeitgeist right yeah. now. You know, right? Yeah. Um, and it has that like fun quality, you know, that we see so often, particularly with like friends who also fool around, right. you know, the sort of like gentle right. journey into a lesbian sex act, right. which always, always starts with a lot of compliments. There's one thing uh-huh. I've learned about lesbian yeah. porn. <laughs> it's always so, about how beautiful your tits are. <laughs> yeah. How gorgeous the other person is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they start just like taking video or taking pictures and then uh-huh. like videos and then they decide to make out and then they decide to like leave the camera running and like see what happens. Uh-huh. And, uh, there's some kind of lingus and some just like light play. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, she has a stoma bag, but it's like never even referenced. Mm-hmm. It's just out. And I thought that was great. I was, you know, I thought that was refreshing to just be like, yeah, this is just happens to be the case. This is just fact. You know, we don't mm-hmm. need to talk yeah, about like it. I, I le- but I also like that it was there and I like yes. you could see it through the whole thing. And I yeah. like that it was I and I said to her, I said this to her on my show. I said, like, I wish you would reference it. I want like mm. I would love it if you did a whole se- a, a whole like scene, not around that, but something to do with your mm. with your yeah, or something. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know her canon of work well enough to say whether she has or not, if she's ever referenced it. I don't think so. From what we talked about on on my show, she said, you know, 
that's not what I'm here to do. And I right. might do that, but I might not because, you know, my yeah. disability, sometimes it really sucks and I don't always want to think about it. So like, again, totally different perspective. And I right. think mm-hmm. that it's totally valid. But I also, I loved as a disabled person and knowing her and knowing she has disabilities, mm-hmm. seeing that there was impactful for me. And it was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is important to know yes. this. Yeah. Absolutely. As opposed to hiding yeah. it, for sure. She also has these like very intensely vivid tattoos, mm. which I loved. Yeah. I, I like her ink a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought the scene was super hot. I mean, I, I like a scene where it's like, oh, what's going to happen? And like, mm-hmm. here we go. My only like, oh, we don't need this anymore. Like my only moment of um, resistance was when they had started fooling around. And I think Gracie was going down on Alex and then. They stopped to be like, the boys are going to think this is hot. I was like, let's let that go. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. At that point, I'm like, just it's I think it's hotter to be like carried away yes. in the moment as opposed to being like, remember that premise we set up earlier? Right. Like, it's a very, very common porn trope. And they're obviously like leaning into that. Well, it makes you feel that, like but it makes you feel like they're not doing it for their own pleasure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? I think it would have been hotter even if like one of them had been like, this is going to make us money. And then the other one was like, oh, I forgot. That's why we were doing this. Right. I just got, this is just hot to this me. This just you feels know, like good. That, yeah. That would have been, yeah. been fun. But yeah. in general, I thought it was like a really hot vid. And I did too. It felt mm-hmm. a little bit performative at times. Mm-hmm. Like there was some love, like the, the like porny moans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that just might be like that, those two performer styles. But I'm mm-hmm. looking for more of like a, a grunt and like a not pretty, you know, you <laughs> a, know what I mean? A beastly rumble. Exactly. From I'm looking for like a, a face <laughs> that's like in twisted ecstasy that's like just like sweating and grunting. Um, <laughs> that's what I love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would also have liked to all the beginning stuff. Like, I don't care about your profession. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know why they had to do that. Obviously, they were leaning into that stuff hard. Yeah. But like, I was like, okay, just get, I don't care about the whole setup. Just, yeah. Go. Get just, to fuck, it. just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. 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 <laughs> and then I did, I did love at the ending. I did love at the ending the little like, oh my God, we forgot to close out of Zoom. And then <laughs> we find out that they just, you know. Fucked on camera. Exactly. And like maybe have early. Yeah. I thought that was a fun button. Right. I also was like, wouldn't you like close the, you're like, oh no, is it happening right now? Like mm-hmm. you'd, you'd close it, but right. yeah. they just left it up. They were yeah. like, I still thought it was a fun button. Right. Um, right. I know. I was like, to. if it was me, I think I'd be a little bit more upset. But I love that they were like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the preview. Guess we're expelled now. Yeah. yeah. I guess we don't have to worry about quitting. Yeah. Right. It was cute. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, when they were like, we're going to get rich. I was like, oh, don't have too high hopes. Like, a lot, yes, of, lot of people on yeah. OnlyFans right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You might get make like a hundred bucks if you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a funny. Night. I thought about that, too, because I was like. Y'all know like how much money it is or is it? And yeah. if you think like one video, like we're gonna be rich, but I was like, I guess they're sort of making fun of that yeah. because they're aware, like, no, uh, yeah, it's a grind and you gotta keep putting the fucking like, content out. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, not all of us are Bella Thorne and we can't <laughs> Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And we can't Pretend put to be not nudes on the internet and make yeah. millions of dollars. Like Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. No Ugh, thanks. Terrible. Ugh, well, what do we think? Are either of these going into your spank banks? Drew, don't feel the need to answer if you don't want to admit that you masturbate to yourself. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that it goes into my spank bank because it's me. And yeah. But, You're like, I'll I, take the real thing. I think, I think like, you know, I think in terms of the representation of spank bank, both yes. of these definitely have to go in there because yes. they show 
disability in a raw way that I don't think we're used to seeing. Absolutely. Um, both with Alex's and mine. Like mine shows more of the equipment side and mm-hmm. more of like somebody with a, with a totally different level of disability. But mm-hmm. they both show, they both kind of prove that, yes, disabled people are hot. Here's proof. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Preach. I agree. Preach. Same. Yeah, I thought both these were hot. Yeah, I I did. I li- I thought they were both hot. I like Drews more because I like two men together, mm. <laughs> and that's just my Rachel tea, does baby. love a man on man vibe, and I I, mean, I do too, just yeah, less exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After I've been watching so much porn doing this podcast, I'm like, wow, the thing that just really just continues to hit after hit after hit is two dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and me actually, girl on girl is like yeah. increasingly hot, so. Here we are. Nice. And different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. And also, frankly, horny for all of it for yeah. the most part. Right. Um, amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Drew. Um, do you want to go ahead and shout out some uh, plugs or anything you want to direct our listeners to? Yes. Sure, I can plug myself. You can follow me at Drew Gerza on Instagram and Twitter, my main places, um, where I talk mostly about disability, justice, sexuality, my feelings on being disabled, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you can also follow my website, www.drewgerza.com to book me for cool things, digital talks, like virtual presentations, stuff like that. Um, and as I said earlier, my sister and I have just launched a sex toy company called Handy. Um, so you can go to www.thatshandy.co and Mm. you can, so that's handy with an I, um, and I can put it, I'll send it to you guys so you have it. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's we can drop it in our notes. Yeah. .co, and then there you can pick up our The Handy Book of Love, Lust, and Disability, which is the book we wrote all about sex and disability, and we curated it with 50 other disabled people all over the world. Um, and, yeah, follow us on all those places. And on, on the internet, on um, the socials for Handy at... Mm-hmm. That's handy on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And your podcast, Disability After Dark. Oh, yes, of course. My, <laughs> my show yes. uh, is, uh, is new episodes every Saturday, Disability After Dark. I'm also looking for new guests to come on. So if you're listening to this and you want to come on the show and explore disability with me, I'd love to have you. Great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Drew. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And before we uh, do our little closing for our listeners, we want to give a special shout out to our Patreon subscriber, Gilbert. Thanks so much for subscribing, Gil. It means thanks, the world. Gil. Love you. <laughs> and thanks so much for listening to Girls on Porn. You can find us on Instagram at Girls on Pern. That's porn without the O. On Twitter at GOP the podcast. At our website, girlsonporn.com. And now as aforementioned, on patreon.com slash girlsonporn. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And hey, why don't you check out our Patreon? we got some thirsty content up there for you. This has been Girls on Porn, the only GOP that's actually good. (laughs) (laughs) That was a HeadGum Podcast.